Hey guys, um, yeah, I'm here to kind of give you an overview, review, um, so far on my new Samsung 4K QLED 32-inch television, uh, which was distributed, uh, released last year, um, basically making it about, just about a year old, maybe a few months away from a year, or a month, basically, uh, but yeah, so far it's actually a pretty good system, a pretty good television, I should say. Uh, you might notice there's a, a moment here and there, perhaps, basically. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. It's mostly right now at 100% um, rating or 100% uh, value, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, there are moments when you get a smart TV of any kind to where when you turn it off and then maybe you turn it back on, uh, you might get, you know, the name the name brand of the television uh, on the screen and then you're wondering what the heck was that. Sometimes I think that could be chopped up to maybe a minor update that they're doing on the inside because basically these smart TVs, let's be honest, are essentially just big computers. They're basically like um, phones, either they're iPhones, Android phones, whatever. They're basically these things except they're televisions and that's about it. I mean one of the key things that it shows you when you want to know like how much capacity you have on it, like CPU, gigabytes, stuff like that. Just like with your phone um, has that feature, uh, it too has that same feature depending on how many like apps you have on there or what, what you do with it. Now, the uh, Samsung uh, QLED 32-inch television did come with several um, apps already pre-installed. Uh, basically, it came with some apps pre-installed already like Netflix, which is a very popular one, YouTube, of course. It came with Apple TV Plus and Apple Plus, period. Uh, it, it came with, um, I think, what else did it come with? Uh, it came with a few apps that it advertised. It came with Hulu, of course. It came with um, uh, Vudu, um, if you will. It came with Amazon Prime Video. So it came with all the apps pre-installed that you would expect a system like this to have or a smart TV like this uh, to have. Um, does it give you access to be able to add more apps onto it? Absolutely. Um, for example, uh, one of the apps I wanted to see if they had was Disney Plus, and thankfully they have Disney Plus, so I was able to get that. I was wondering if maybe they have WWE, they had WWE, I put that on there, and then HBO Max I put on as well because mostly they were kind of advertising it. Uh, when you would scroll through the apps, one of the top apps that they would recommend is um, HBO Max. So I got all those added on. And now if I don't want to utilize my PS4 or my Ruko or, you know, even the Xbox One, you know, I can just automatically go to uh, my television and put it on there and that'll be about it. Um, I haven't checked if they got Peacock yet. If they do, I'll put that on there. Uh, but yeah, it's just a... You know, it's got a peripheral of apps on there that you would expect. Uh, not only pre-installed, as I said, but to install later on if you feel like it. There are some that I think they should um, add to the um, App Store. And hopefully, maybe to a future update that they'll do that. And I'm talking like Movies Anywhere. I'm talking Boomerang, which is the Cartoon Network one. And, and several others. I think they need to uh, reevaluate, you know, their apps that they have and kind of see what apps are very popular with with the public, with the consumer. And I think they should utilize any kind of information that they get to go from there and uh, see what, and, you know, to go from there and 
and see what happens with putting putting them in possibly with a future update uh, down the line. Now it does give you the option of different uh, modes, on-screen modes, audio modes uh, to listen uh, to watch and listen to uh, to watch and listen to the program with, if you will. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, for example, with um, the picture quality, you get you get the first choice is dynamic. The default choice right off the bat is standard. Uh, then you get natural, and then you get movie. So you get those options there uh, as far as screen, picture mode, if you will, screen option. And then audio-wise, you get standard, which is default. You get um, optimized, which is basically the audio, the auto-tuning, basically balancing automatically. And then you get amplified, which is basically making more giving you more of an ambience of sound in other words making it sound more like you could be in a theater or you might have some or maybe somehow some way they added in you know parts of the Bose technology you know into the um into the television that's what it makes it sound like when you choose amplified between you know you know or over I should say optimized and standard it gives you that Bose like feel now, of course, I do recommend, like anybody's probably going to recommend, uh, to get a, a soundbar of some kind so that you don't, an HDMI soundbar, that is, so that you don't probably ruin the speakers on the television. Uh, what's, you know, and speaking of the uh, speakers, of course, as you can see in the background here, maybe, I have my speakers uh, for my Durobrand home theater system, which still works, believe it or not. But what's funny is, when I go to the HDMI 2 uh, port, because it does give you that option as well to choose between uh, the two um, or the three HDMI uh, sources. One, of course, being for the cable, the other being for um, the HDMI switcher, which is red, red, which is red because it's connected first and foremost to the Ultra Blu-ray player uh, by Sony. And then, of course, you have the PlayStation, which you know is also. Uh, in which is on the third, I should say, third HDMI port. And what's funny about that, speaking of the PlayStation, uh, as I mentioned before uh, in yesterday's video, basically I had a hard time figuring out why it wasn't being read at first. So when I connected it to the third HDMI port, not only did it get read and recognized, but an app for it opened up. So basically now uh, when I go to the third HDMI uh, port or source, if you will, all I have to do is press the power button and it comes on. Or when I go right to it, the PlayStation automatically goes on. So it, it's one of those smart TVs to where when you connect it uh, through an HDMI port and, it's, and it recognizes the system, it will automatically turn that system on for you. So that's, that's a really neat feature and really something I think people should appreciate. That way you don't have to go out, out of your way, get your controller and try to do it that way. You could just, you know, get your controller, you know, press, you know, press the on option for it and away you go because the, the system's already up and running. Now, uh, besides that, um, but besides that, like I said, uh, my home theater system still works. What's funny about it though, uh, is when I tried out the Ruko on here, when I tried the Ruko, uh, the Ruko from a home theater perspective, you know, from the speaker perspective here, um, if you will, it worked. You could hear these out of the speakers. You could mute or lower down to zero or one or two volume level on, you know, with this on the TV. 
and basically you could hear most of the Ruko stuff here. You could hear it from here. Like, um, uh, for example, I could hear when I, because when I went to Ruko, I went to see about other apps that, like I said, uh, the Samsung TV doesn't have yet, and hopefully they will. And that was, you know, Boomerang and DC Universe. And I checked them out, and they sounded just like they always do when I had the other TV in here. They sound great. They sound terrific. And, um, you know, and I thought that was really cool. But what was funny, though, is when I went to the Voodoo app on my Ruko, just like I do on the regular Samsung Smart TV, or even on the... Um, uh, on the Ultra HD Blu-ray, if you will, uh, the same thing happened with the Voodoo app on the Ruko that happens with the HD uh, uh, with the Ultra HD Blu-ray player, uh, because the Blu-ray player also has Voodoo on it as well. And even when you play the disc itself, uh, the same thing happened. And what happened was <laughs> the speakers didn't come on. I mean, I mean, the system works. The, the home theater system works. But it all sounds like most of the volume when is you know comes directly from the television. So my thought process is, it only reads selected uh, material. Like with the Ultra Blu-ray player, uh, when I utilize that and I put in something like let's say Avengers: Infinity War, it will the speakers will automatically come on. It will be not only. Will it register it, but the speakers will come on and you'll be able to, like I say, lower the volume on the TV and listen to the movie through the speakers and it's fine. But when you try to, um, for example, put a Blu-ray movie or a DVD movie on, it doesn't register it. It doesn't read it. Well, not, that's, not, not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it doesn't register or read it, so it could vibrate from the speakers, just like, you know, the Ruko or the um, or the Ultra HD Blu-ray discs do when they're registered or when they're read, um, you know, they're read and registered, if you will. These, these Blu-rays, they only come through the speakers on the television, which is kind of weird. Now, I don't know if perhaps I'm the only one that's do dealt with that or if any of you have dealt with that. I'm pretty sure this is why they recommend getting an HDMI a sound bar, if you will, of any kind, because that way you don't have to worry about this. So it's, again, it's really interesting, it's really intriguing to see exactly how that's all uh, approached, if you will, how, how that's all dealt with, I should say, or how that works, basically. I know I sound like I just rambled a little bit right there, I do apologize. Uh, of course, I'm doing this without, you know, bullet points and everything, you know, I'm going off the top of my head. Uh, but basically, but basically that's what it's, uh, it's kind of, that's, Kind of one of the unique unusualnesses about this, the fact that you know when I put a Blu-ray when I put a Blu-ray disc into the Blu-ray player, or when I go to the Voodoo, the Voodoo app on Ruko, and I try to play certain movies, it's like you know you can it's it registers them, you can watch them, you can hear them, but it won't be heard through you know the home theater system. It's only Pacific apps and uh, physical media, which is kind of weird. But I guess that's how it works, and you just got to deal with it. Um, so basically, what I'm probably going to end up doing in the future um, is probably going out and getting another home theater system. And what that means, basically, is over time, I'm probably going to take this down. Uh, the speakers that are still up, I'm going to take those down. 
and just see what happens. My main projection right now, um, down the line, not sure if it will happen or anything, is to get maybe the Bose um, sound system they're talking about. Because it's got a small sound bar, but the thing that goes like where my uh, speaker is right now, or my um, subwoofer is right now, the, the main console, um, if you will, uh, this thing. Uh, basically, that's where the thing's going to probably fit if it's big enough. Uh, and it should be the way it looks like. It looks like it, uh, it's going to be. But yeah, that's what it's going to be. And, you know, it's supposed to radiate great sound. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and mostly it's going to be, hopefully, I think, HDMI uh, compatible. No wires, at least, as far as I know. And it'll be nice to at least, you know, get that all connected. Now, the question is, how am I going to do it? Well, of course, they do sell switchers, as you know, like the one I have. So, um, I'll probably look into that, unless it's got various HDMI ports on the outside. So, and uh, then that's going to be quite interesting, um, if you will, because one's going to have to be out, you know, out to go to the... Uh, one's going to have to be the um, input to go into the... Uh, well, you get the idea. It's basically one's going to have to have an output to go into the TV input and stuff like that. So hopefully they have something like that around so I don't have to make a whole wired mess, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but overall, besides that, um, the TV is, you know, the TV is great. I mean, again, one of the things I gushed about yesterday in my follow-up video was how anytime you see certain scenes, you know, panning across, you know, uh, when you watch them, it feels smooth and fluid, and it feels like it's just happening in real time, like it's happening right then and there, live. And the only thing that you're missing out on is having that little live logo on the bottom, on the upper, on the upper part of the screen, or the bottom part of the screen, because that's what it feels like. It feels like it just is fluid and everything, and basically it pops. It basically that, that that's all I can say about it. Basically, when you see that fluid movement. It feels like not only is it a 3D-like effect, and all you're missing is the 3D glasses, but it feel, but basically it just makes the imagery pop, you know, just come right, right to life. I mean, I was watching um, a bit of Hey There, Yogi Bear, hey There, Yogi Bear through the Boomerang app on Ruko, and it felt, and you get the opening shots of the, you know, those opening panning shots a little bit, and it felt, it felt amazing. It felt really, really just good. I mean, the colors vibrated and everything, but it felt really just like everything was popping out of the screen right then and there. That, that is, I can't, I can't describe it any more than you. If you have a 4K television, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I mean. Even when I say it's kind of like that, it feels very fluid. Um, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that because we now see why 4K was being developed and why they're evolving it into up to 8K and maybe 10K and all that in the future because basically, you know, with ticket prices going up for theaters, especially now that they're reopening slowly uh, or quickly or whatever the case may be, they know that ticket prices are going to go up. So why go to a theater, you know, and spend so much money when you could be at home and having that same kind of experience with your television? And that's why now we could see why 4K was such a big deal when it got advertised and why people were pumping it up as being that next big thing. And why nowadays, heck, I even saw recently today that famous Lupin, Lupin, uh, uh, Lupin the Third uh, anime movie. 
the uh, the Castle movie, if you will, uh, the one that you know was by uh, uh, Tetsuku, I think, by Tetsuku, or what was it by Tetsuku? Let me let me check. Hold on, I think it may have been Tetsuku or somebody else. Let me check. Um, it's um. Miyazaki, I think Miyazaki or Tetsuku, it's one of them. I know it's. I think it may have been Miyazaki, but anyway, it's that one that people praise a lot as being the best, the definitive version. And now it's getting a 4K Ultra Blu-ray release. And any time something from the past, whether it's an anime classic like that Lupin movie, or it could be something in the future which I hope G Kids looks into, like let's say Princess Mononoke. You know, anytime it gets, anytime an announcement of 4K release, of, of a 4K release happening of a property, you know, you notice how a lot of people are happy about it. Because not only would they be able to get like the 4K digital version, but they'd also be able to get a 4K physical version because it radiates that theater-like atmosphere with its picture quality and all that. And again, you can see a lot of detail, a lot of detail as well. And again, like I said, the colors and everything, they just are so vibrant, they just stand out. Even when you have it on standard mode, they just pop out. You can put it on natural mode, still looks good. Movie mode, still look good. Dynamic, woo! You know, talk about bright, but it's, it looks good. Uh, but yeah, everything is just, everything just pops when you watch it. It just comes out like, like, you know, you thought, you, it's like basically, you thought you saw it look good before on a 1080 or 720 television, now that you see it on a 3840 or 4320, whatever you want to call it, 4K television, it becomes even more, more of an experience. It becomes more enjoyable. It basically feels like you're giving something classic a new coat of paint. Heck, I was watching, just re-watching to kind of see what it looks like, a Lightning Bliss's 2019 BronyCon announcement uh, video that she did. And... The fluid panning of the screens, they just looked so good. Even with the limitations that they had with their flash animation and their vectors, when they would pan a little bit, it felt so good. It felt like a natural, like it was happening, as I mentioned earlier, like it was happening right then and there, you know, in real time. Um, and, you know, and then I would watch, you know, things like, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Phalases, uh, he did, uh, I watched his review when Phalus uh, did a review on the Ectotron 1 Transformers Ghostbusters collab. And you can see more detail, like what, you know, like when he puts, you know, his stuff on, you know, on a piece of, uh, uh, what is it, uh, carpet or sheet or whatever. You can see the details in the sheet a lot more than you could ever do with the 1080 or 720. It's that good. I mean, it feels really good. It really pops. Heck, I was just watching briefly Lynn Cara's Ultimate Warriors workout review. And when the camera's on him, you could tell it's a little bit more fluid because it's filmed originally in 480p or 480i. You could see the fluid motions. Feels like, you know, it's like naturally happening live right there. Like he's doing a live stream review uh, of, the, of the thing. So uh, it's pretty cool. And you can see more detail in, in you know, in them and the person that you're watching as well. Um, but overall, 
it's just a really great, it's just a really great television, and I can't say any more than that. And I'm hoping companies like Samsung, like Philips, like Vizio, you know, like LG, TCL, I'm hoping they take, I'm hoping they take the advice, or they take uh, the success that Samsung's going to have with this, and obviously they are, because it's about a five-star television rating, or five-star rating across the board, no matter where you get it. Um, hopefully, a lot of companies, along with Samsung, take notes from this and realize, hey, you don't have to create and focus on these big 43-inch to 75-inch televisions to sell 4K. You can go smaller than that. Because if you can go small with a monitor at 27 inches to 24 inches, whatever, and have it radiate 4K, then what's stopping you from doing, you know, televisions that are, you know, just a little bit bigger than that by a few inches? Nothing. Nothing is stopping it. I mean, the television I have, I had in here, which is now in the rec room, it's only screen-wise, it's only eight inches smaller. You know, so what's stopping any uh, company from manufacturing and distributing a 27 to 24 inch 4K? Nothing. Nothing is stopping them. And again, I think what's happening here, and I br briefly brought it up yesterday, I think what's happening here is basically you have a lot of companies, mostly starting with Samsung, realizing that with 8K on the verge of being the next big thing and people's attention, you know, convert, you know, diverting, converting over to that or switching over to that, basically, you know, they're realizing that even though 8K is on that horizon to where it's going to do it or do exactly what I just said, that 4K is still a big deal. People still like 4K, but there are people that like 4K that want to have 4K that can fit their budget, if not their budget, but fit in a compact space in their house. Because a lot of them want to have 4K in the privacy of the room. And guess what? Samsung obviously, or somebody there at Samsung obviously realized that. Probably took note that the 4K monitors that were smaller were selling more so. Not just with Samsung, but with other brands. And probably presented the idea to do a 32-inch one, see what happens. And the rest is history. And like I said in the video yesterday... I think maybe when they got the green, the idea the idea greenlit to do it, that I'm pretty sure one of the higher ups probably suggested to add in the QLED technology to go with it, because QLED is actually, according to Google, a lot more positive, a lot more popular with than OLED technology that goes with 4K. But anyway, though, um, but anyway, though, uh, I can't, like I said, I can't say any more than than what I have. And like I said, I'm hoping that these companies take a lesson out of this and start realizing that they could sell 4Ks at a smaller size than just the advertised big 43 to 75-inch um, sizes that, you know, they're mostly associated with. I mean, I know they do that because they want to give people like a real near-close theater quality-like experience from home. But if they could do something like this, you know, then I don't think there's nothing that's stopping them from, you know, doing smaller sizes in the future. Um, but yeah, I can't recommend this TV anymore. Uh, I would definitely suggest that with the holidays coming up, you guys go out and get it. Go through Amazon. That's where I got mine. Uh, I still have to probably get a protection plan for it down the line. Um, hopefully I can do that soon. Um, but go to Amazon, go to Best Buy, you know, go to Walmart, go to Target, Kohl's, if you will, and see if they have it. And if they do, either uh, either if uh, Kohl's or Walmart or Target and Best Buy offer a layaway, then get it with the layaway. 
lay it away until the certain time you're ready to pick it out and take it home and have it ready to be uh, gifted for Christmas. Or, or what you do is uh, basically you wait to see what some of these Black Friday sales are going to consist of uh, throughout the next few weeks, starting this week, and see if maybe you could find it as a part of one of those sales. And then definitely, if you have the money, get it and either set it up when you get it home or wait, hide it, and then present it to whoever you're going to give it to uh, for Christmas. So, with that said, though, guys, again, can't say any more, can't say any more, can't say enough more, I should say, about this, uh, about this television. It's a great, it's a great, to me, it's just a great deal, you know, for, it's just it's a great deal to go after. It's, I'm, I'm happy that Samsung uh, came up, Samsung, somebody at Samsung came up with the idea to do this. Really appreciate it because they're realizing 4K is still a big deal, but people want to have it more compact um, than, you know, than the normal big ones, if you will. Because if I would have gotten a bigger one, I would have had to clear out this space. <laughs> and believe me, like I said in the video, the follow-up video yesterday, even though my mom is understanding of what I tried to do, she's particularly not fond of things being near the window because how are you going to get out in an emergency, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, again, can't recommend this any more than what I am. So, guys, you know, check it out for future use. Uh, again, it's re really a great television. Um, even without a sound speaker, it sounds great. My recommendation is to try to have it maybe between 15 and 25 volume level, depending on what choice you go with. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a great television overall. So I highly recommend going out and looking into one. Um especially with the holidays coming up because it will be worth your time. It will be worth your money. It will be worth your time. You know, there are people that are going to come out um, and set uh, various reviews at Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy and try to downgrade this and say, oh, it's not big or it's not bad. Da, 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 da. Let me remind you of something. I remember I used to work at Walmart for six and a half years. One of the biggest, if not the biggest retailer in the country, if not the world. And basically when you hear people say that in the comment section, even though a majority of everybody else is giving the product four and a half, uh, four, four, four stars to four and a half to five stars. When you hear once in a while somebody coming out and giving it half a star, or zero stars or whatever, you know, and that's speaking negatively about it, a little reminder, that's the competition trying to get you to steer away, steer away from Samsung and onto their products because sometimes you'll notice in the comments those negative comments that they might advertise and say well you should go get this one instead this is better so or you should get that this TV it's better you know things like that so be on the lookout for those because those people are just mainly competitors for other companies and in the stores and stuff so anyway though guys um, just wanted to come on here I know it sounded like a bit I rambled a bit here but just really wanted to come out and give you my overall thoughts so far, uh, review, if you will, so far on the Samsung 4K QLED 32-inch television. Highly recommend you guys go and get one. It is, again, it's going to be worth your money. It's definitely going to be worth your time to set up, depending on whether you get it for yourself or you get it for somebody as a part of Christmas or a birthday present or whatever. So that's all I could say, guys. Thank you all for watching. Have a good day. And I'm out. Take care.